Previously recorded in both Chattanooga and Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is NFL's Fourth and Goal, a production of Next Season Sports Media. Hello and welcome to NFLs. It's a um, it's a pizza pie. It's a pizza pie and Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. Do we got mushrooms? Do we got peppers? Oh, oh do we got man, onions. Do we got oh, little bacon? It's a good time. It's gonna be a good time here on this pizza pie. So strap on in, tuck yourself into the cheese. Be careful, the sauce is a little hot. Got a stuffed crust pillow. We're about to talk about. Some NFL's signature teams. We're going to get into some signature recipes on this episode. Drew feeling mm. too good about the Eagles. Me feeling too bad about the Broncos. Um, unless. Yeah, unless. We're going to get angry <laughs> about some uh, rivals. It's going to be a good time. Um, joining us was a noise that sounded like the coin, but I think it might have actually just been one of Drew's rings. <laughs> Nope. Oh yeah, it was the coin here in the flesh. He's ready. He's hype, um, but it's not his time yet because today we rank the two divisions that have been accidentally but wonderfully paired together in Drew's system: the AFC West and the NFC East. I gotta say, a couple of strongins coming into this year, uh, divisional wise. Where would you? rank the NFC East among the four NFC divisions at this point in time? I think the NFC East is definitely the class of the NFC at the moment. I mean, you've got strong uh, teams in some of the other divisions, like we talked about the 49ers last week, but nobody else in that division is really keeping me up at night. Um, The North, kind of a mess. Got a power vacuum there. Not really sure who's going to come out on top. And then the NFC South looks to be probably the worst division in football again. So I'd say, you know, it wouldn't surprise me too much if we saw three playoff teams from the NFC East again uh, on the NFC side. But um, even if we do see some regression from, from one or two of them, yeah, I think the NFC East, I, I agree with you, Reed, there. I think that it's definitely, at this point in time, um, looking like the division that has a, a good read. Uh, sorry, a good uh, shot at locking down the wild card spots, um, especially as we continue to exist in this three wild card atmosphere. It certainly seems like the opportunities for three of these teams to be in the playoffs again um, seem even more feasible. I know that. The commies are also, uh, you know, attempting to enter this new season, start themselves off in a new direction with a slightly old but mostly new name and new ownership and all that good stuff. But over on the other side of the coin, I think the AFC West, um, I guess, like, certainly is not the immediate answer for a powerhouse that I thought it was coming into this uh, last season. But I think that that honestly speaks to just how strong the field in the AFC continues to develop uh, to be every year. Like Mm. uh, the AFC North and the AFC East are both, you know, chock full of really solid teams right now. And I think that there is, you know, at least one or two competing in the AFC South, like even, you know, the bottom of the barrel division is not really comparable to what you see in like the NFC South or anything like that. So, um, Certainly, uh, all these teams, as always, I think are going to be uh, heavily involved in the narrative, maybe manufactured into the narrative a little bit. Uh, because oh, they, for sure, for some they, of them. Yeah, they seem to be big media favorites always, but uh, we'll talk about all of that good stuff. So why don't we get cracking with the top of the AFC West, uh, the AFC Best, no longer, and then um, introduce our first team. Unfortunately, our defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, a team we're not, um, I'd say the pair of us are not super high on after the events of uh, February 2023. Um, The Kansas City Chiefs entered last season with an over-under 
of 10 and a half. Boy, was that silly. They finished at 14 and three. Coming to this season at 11 and a half. Um, put to bed a lot of the doubts that they came into last season with. Like, what is this team going to do without Tyree Kill? Are they still going to be an explosive offense? Well, they still led the league in scoring last year. They won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is. Unfortunately, well, I mean, it doesn't really bother me that much outside of the Super Bowl game. Um, unfortunately for you, he's maybe the best football player ever. <laughs> um, yeah. So that your team gets to play twice a year for the next 10, yeah. 15 years. So that's cool for you. Um, 11 and a half, I think, is... I, I heard a stat that Andy Reid, uh, since taking over for the Chiefs, has not once not hit the over on his um, win total. <laughs> so I think somewhere in the range of 12 to 14 is certainly where we're going to see the chiefs again. Maybe they lose regular season game to the bills. Maybe they lose one to the Bengals. Maybe they drop one to the chargers and or Broncos, but um, I don't see them, you know, going, I don't see them going 11 and six. I don't see them losing six games. Uh, So I'll take over 11 and a half for sure. I respect that for sure. Yeah. So the, um, this division is playing against the AFC North and the NFC North, it looks like, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is partially responsible for the Chiefs clocking in at the 28th easiest schedule overall um, as the Super Bowl champions. You also have to figure that that just means that, you know, every, every match looks relatively easy when you're the Kansas City Chiefs, but um, they will certainly find themselves playing a tough round of games as the AFC first seed in their, you know, perennial matchup against the Bills. Um, it, it also looks like they – actually, it looks like they're playing against the AFC East this year, my bad. Um, so, yeah, they'll have a matchup against the Bills, the Jaguars, um, as well as everything uh, else in the AFC East, as well as um, the uh, – Sorry, brain fart. The the Bengals again, once again. So you know, all those high level matchups are going to be um, repeated from last year. I think that, like as always, they're going to be looking to be a favorite. In most of those, I can see them dropping one or two of them. But overall, outside of that, like you said, like you just have the divisional spread. A lot of these really easy games that they got paired up with. Otherwise, I I think that it's going to be really simple for them to continue their streak of hitting overs here. Um, I don't necessarily think they're going to go 14 and three again this season, but I don't see them going. I I think 13 and four is still really like the floor I'd expect honestly for this team in the regular season, unfortunately. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take the over here as well. Double overs on the reigning Super Bowl champions. How surprising up next. Let's get into the Los Angeles chargers finished second in the AFC West last year, came in with an over under prediction of 10 before the 2022 season, they pushed right at 10 and seven. Uh, they're coming in this year, nine and a half being their over under win total. So the biggest change for this team this year uh, is the change of offensive coordinator moving from dude's name that is escaping me at the moment, Joe Lombardi. <laughs> he um, at times it seemed like he was really restricting what Justin Herbert was capable of. Part of that last year was probably because of the rib injury as well but it seemed very conservative all the time and coming in to replace him this year is kellen moore who has been the cowboys offensive coordinator for the past several years um and ever since he took over for the cowboys uh, he made dak a perennial like top 10 quarterback stats wise he made the cowboys like one of the leading scorers in the nfl so i'm actually really excited to see uh, what this offense is going to look like with uh, Kellen Moore at the helm. Hopefully they get some of their guys back that suffered from injuries last year. I know that um, uh, I, th- I think they still got Khalil Mack on that defense uh, yeah. to go with to go with Joey Bosa. So, And if uh, J.C. Jackson, I believe, is on that team now, if he can come back healthy, I think he missed a lot of time last year. Um, and if Asante Samuel Jr. continues to develop in that secondary, I think that 10 wins for this team is definitely doable again um and like i said i'm really excited just to see what they do on offense this year uh i'm excited to see justin herbert unleashed as it were i'm gonna take the over again (laughs) 
Um, I'm always a little hesitant to believe in Justin Herbert becoming unleashed around this time of the year. And, you know, honestly, so far it has uh, seemingly continued to be struggles throughout the seasons. And I always find myself not really believing in this team again come the fall. But I do think that um, a couple of days ago when I was getting ready for this episode, I went looking into the Chargers preseason and just kind of like, most of it was just, I mean, sorry, the Chargers offseason, and most of it was just, you know, um, doubling down on a lot of what they've been doing for the last few years. They had a day a couple months ago where they just went through and, like, re-signed, like, half of their roster or something like that to extensions and um, to new contracts and all that good stuff. So it seems like they really do believe in the roster they have and think that the missing piece is the new offensive coordinator. Um, I, I'd like to believe that's the case. We've seen a few different times while we've been doing these episodes, teams that, you know, pushed last season and have been given, like, higher expectations this year. And it's kind of surprising to me uh, that the Chargers pushed at 10 and that they've lowered it to 9.5 this year. I yeah. sort of would have expected them to go the other way because I definitely think 10 is perennially doable for this team, especially this year um, having a schedule just a tad bit tougher. I mean, the, yeah. Literally one step above of what the Chargers, I mean, of what the Chiefs have. Um, I think that they should fare pretty well against a lot of the AOC second seeds. I, I think that ten wins is 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 mighty doable for this team. So I'm going to give them the over here as well. All right, four up, four down for the overs here. Let's get into the Raiders, the not the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, playing right across the street from that giant orb. Um, for the first time this year so that'll be cool another highway distraction for the for the good people of las vegas um <laughs> have you seen I it digress. be an eyeball it's i have heard about it being an eyeball i have not actually seen it <laughs> myself weird. yeah they came into last year with a, a win prediction of eight and a half they did not meet that in josh mcdaniel's first year as head coach they went six and eleven and as uh, as recompense, they're coming into this year with a six and a half. Um, they're also coming in this year with Jimmy Garoppolo instead of Derek Carr at the helm. So what are you thinking about the Raiders? I am not thinking great thoughts for the Raiders. Um, I always am skeptical about how this team will fare in the division. And I think that last year was like, easily the worst that they fared in the division in a while. They usually are able to flip a few good wins, and we didn't really see the, like, Derek magic that Cam likes to boast about. Um, there wasn't really a shocking upset over the Chiefs last year. I don't even think that they were able to take a game off the Chargers. Maybe I'm mistaken. But overall, um, this team is really struggling, I think, in this conference and in this division. They have the hardest schedule in this division as well which so actually i know i'm sorry they have one of the easiest ones my bad i thought i saw them at the top there apologies i'll take care of that uh but they actually have a, a relatively easy schedule here i'm curious i'm gonna click this up sorry let me look no you're right no they've got so the the, the way that this is one is the easiest 32 is the hardest oh right so okay they've got the second hardest in the whole oh yeah league. so the other two have had difficult ones oops I looked at the it's backwards. That that makes a lot more sense because I was looking at the Chargers and Chiefs schedules and I was like, these aren't easy. These aren't easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is going on here? I'm just going to leave this in. So now you know what's happened, listeners. Okay, yeah. A little peek so, behind the curtain. <laughs> the Raiders awesome do have production. <laughs> the, one of the hardest schedules in the league, which, you know, absolutely tracks with the gauntlet that they have to play against the division. I don't really see them faring as well against like the. Uh, AFC North or the AFC East, as I would give the other teams a chance of doing. Um, just looking at their schedule right now, it looks like uh, like I don't really feel good about them versus the Lions. I don't necessarily feel good about them versus the Giants, uh, who we'll talk about later on this episode. I don't really see them doing well against the uh, even like the Bears. I think could be a struggle just because like Jimmy Garoppolo to me does not has never been a like a system quarterback that strikes that any sort of um, confidence. I, I think that like he's real proof of how easy it is for any quarterback with two ears to succeed in the San Francisco system because 
they're just really good at making quarterbacks look amazing out there. And um, even in that system, Garoppolo still sort of forced them to live and die by his injury proneness and um, sometimes his complete inability to throw the ball. So I don't really think that the Raiders are going to blossom under Jimmy Garoppolo, which is very funny to me because just a year ago, this was the team, you know, <laughs> grabbing Devonte Adams during the off season mm-hmm. and trying to make money moves. Um, but I think that the Raiders are back to poverty franchise where they belong right now. Uh, I don't really see them picking up uh, what they've been given. Yeah. Six and a half. Six and a nope. half yeah. I don't see them picking up seven wins. No, I say I'm going to take the under here. Yeah, I'm going to go under under Raiders as well. I don't think that adding Jimmy Garoppolo in place of Derek Carr is an upwards move in any sense. And um, not much else has really changed about this team. Uh, kind of sucks for Devontae Adams. You mentioned him coming over, and now he's kind of stuck with a quarterback he probably doesn't really want to play with and a team yeah. that doesn't seem to be going anywhere, and he's not getting any younger. So kind of feels like it's going to be a wasted year for him. But should be awesome for fantasy. So I'm not scared to draft him anywhere. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick him up in every draft. I'm for sure. Because he's just incredible. But we're both going under on the Raiders here. So instead of finishing out the NFC, or I'm sorry, the AFC West, let's hop over to the bottom of the table in the NFC East. Start off with the Washington Commanders. They came into last year with an over-under of eight. They also managed to push. They went eight, eight, and one. Uh, coming into this year with a six and a half over under. So I'm going to do something um, in this division. No, I didn't do it last year because I took the Giants under. But spoiler alert, I'm going to take the over for the commanders here because, again, not uh, not a whole lot has changed for this team. Um, they're going to be starting Sam Howell at quarterback, at least for the first part of the season. I'm actually excited to see what he can do. He's looked pretty good mm-hmm. in limited action, both at the end of last year and in the preseason this year. Um, him just linking up with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. I'm really excited about Jahan Dotson. I think he's going to be a star at wide receiver. Um, maybe that's a little bit of Penn State bias, but I'm super excited to see what he does, regardless of him playing in the division with the Eagles. Uh, just as long as he doesn't do well in those two games. But I think if they're def- they get those defensive guys back, I mean, Chase Young is still there for at least one more year. Maybe he can finally pop and stay healthy on the field. Maybe this defense can actually be menacing, as it was thought to be um, at the beginning of each of the past couple of years. Right. But I th- they won eight games last year somehow. Coaching staff is still solid. They brought over Eric Bieniemy, the OC from the Chiefs, to be their OC. Um, so I think, I think they're, they might surprise some people. So I'm going to take the over on the commanders. Yeah. I, um, it was a bit curious with the commanders off season. It, it was pretty quiet. I think like certainly the most noteworthy thing that happened was that Schneider is finally out of the league. Oh, um, the witch is dead. Yeah. Yeah. On, <laughs> for real. Uh, but I, I think that that's like good news because this is a team that I wasn't really interested in seeing, uh, you know, get whipped up into a frenzy, especially with their quarterback room continuing to be an ever rotating process. And now Sam Howell being the guy that they feel really confident about. I think that he does have a lot of potential to be one of the first like standout quarterbacks that's played for this team in a while. Um, so I didn't really want to see too much change outside of that because this is one of the youngest teams on average in the league. Um, it is true that their defense like supposedly has a lot of potential that we haven't seen, you know, huge examples of in the last few years, but there have been some great noteworthy moments. I drafted them two seasons ago uh, because of how much talk they had. And even though they weren't necessarily the gift that kept on giving, there were like two weeks where they absolutely shut out and just like completely delivered me a win. So they are a capable defense with, I think a, a, a good coordinator. Um, so I think that this team does have a lot of potential. They have a tough rust. I mean, a tough schedule ahead of them, and this is a tough division, but Sam Howell um, you know, is basically just Baker Mayfield with a little extra baby fat on his face. And it's hard for me to not, <laughs> yeah. not believe in that player. So I, I have been like looking into him a little bit and I understand where a lot of the hype is coming from. And I think that uh, this quarterback room, if nothing else is 
like I think has had to put a lot of work into developing like I guess <laughs> a plan for what they want from their starter. They haven't really been able to get that from anybody, but I think that like I I really like drafting a young guy into a system like this rather than trying to like get a Carson Wentz type to have you know a, a comeback stint in his career because um they're not really going to have any of that like previous you know, ne- negative experience to chip through with a guy like Sam Howell. He's just going to come in and learn this system and hopefully yeah. give them like a Trevor Lawrence uh, return on investment. So I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think a six and a half is like a teasingly low over under for this team. And I, and I'm comfortable taking that for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out with Sam Howell, do you know who their backup quarterback is? Oh yeah, Mr. Yummy Brisket, smoking hot Jacoby Brisket. Um, so you know they're in good hands. Any way you I slice so. it, uh, pun intended. So both state. going, both going over on the Washington Commanders here. Let's move to third place last year in the NFC East, the New York G-Men. Um, they mm. came in with over under of seven. They were the only under I took in this division, and they took proved me wrong last year. They finished at nine, seven, and one. Um, so what did they get rewarded with this season? Seven and a half is what they're coming in with. So uh, Vegas seeing some regression for the Giants here. Uh, what do you think about the New York Giants who hold the, what is that, the, the 11th, 12th hardest schedule in the league this year? Yeah. Um, I, without even really knowing where I'm going to go just yet, I I understand the... Like just just like smell test, I understand the the hesitation from Vegas and maybe the expected regression a little bit because um, the Giants didn't really. I don't think that they necessarily were like they had a fraud campaign akin to like what we saw from the Vikings last year or anything like that. But it certainly was a uh, at least for this program a bit of a miracle run like they didn't come into the league with anybody talking about them like you know the seven over over under last year um i I think that people i I remember about a year ago the two of us saying that it was going to be like a make or break year for danny dimes and that we were curious to see how he acted in that but i didn't necessarily expect (laughs) him to you know have the year he had and i think all throughout the season I was always very hesitant about, you know, picking the Giants again because it always seemed like that was the sort of, you know, we've seen seasons like that before. Like, I hate to call back to that Dolphins, that team that you and I had so little faith in in 2018. But, you know, so often teams have breakout first halves in this league and nothing is made of it. And that's not necessarily what happened with the Giants, but they did go pretty quietly into the night come playoffs and, uh, you know, a lot of their like late season matchups didn't really have the same like uh, the breakout giants versus the breakout lions heat that we were like seeing for them at the beginning of the season. So I and narratively speaking, it makes sense to me that a lot of people don't really expect the giants to uh, absolutely like repeat what to them seems, it seems like a little bit of like an overachieving season. With that being said, this is, You know, still a pretty talented team. This is still a team that includes a 26-year-old Saquon Barkley. I feel like people talk about him like he's Aaron Rodgers' age, but this dude is 26. I mean, in running back years, they're like dog years, so almost. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But still, you know, I I think... He's our age. Yeah, uh, (laughs) literally To do something you love when I do. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. And... um. I think that it, it's been a, a very unfortunate stint with the injuries, but this last year we saw more than a couple performances from him that I think really speak to why this has been like a perennial first round uh, fantasy draft for the entire time he's been in the league. I think Daniel Jones did have a really good season. Um, you know, shout out to our favorite slot receiver in the league, Cole Beasley. I know that he's made a transfer over to this roster during this offseason. I don't know. All in all, there's not like a whole lot to be excited about with the Giants ever, but I do think that they were a young and hungry team last year. I am extremely hesitant to take them for eight wins. That being said, I think, unfortunately, I am going to take the under here uh, because I – 
Yeah, and I, like at first glance, for me, I, I do think that last season was a little bit more than uh, what we can expect from them in the future, and I do think that they're going to, you know, potentially split the series with the commies and then find a pretty difficult time with the other two teams in this league. So, in this division, so yeah, I'm going to take the under here. All right. Um. Yeah. I think I'm going to take the over, actually, on the Giants here. I think that we're going to find okay. out for real, for real this time if um, Brian Dable is a quarterback whisperer, if we see Daniel Jones take another step forward, which that's going to be really hard for him to do considering the weapons he has to throw to at the wide receiver position. You mentioned Cole Beasley. He's there along with a slew of other short slot wide receivers. I don't know <laughs> right. why. They just kept adding the same prototype of guy over and over again. Um, but they also are adding Darren Waller, who I think is going to be a huge, huge friend to Daniel Jones in the passing game. Um, not just because of his size, but because, you know, he has the potential, if healthy, to be one of the premier tight ends in the league. So I think that's going to be huge for him. And all that drama in the offseason with Saquon, is he going to get a deal? Is he not going to get yeah. a deal? Finally over. He's back for at least another year. And I don't think anybody's happier than Daniel Jones about that because uh, without yeah. Saquon, I think we would have seen this offense regress hard. Um, so with all that being said, if injury luck goes their way a little bit again this year and nothing catastrophic happens on that front, I think um, I think we can see them win eight or nine games. I mean, they were very they were you know a, a, an overtime field goal away from winning ten games last year instead of nine. So. Sure. Uh, I'll take I'll take the over on the Giants here. Um, like my it. dad will be happy to hear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's move to another team that, unfortunately, it looks like I'm going to be taking the over on just because it's so low. The Dallas Cowboys uh, came into last season with their over under being at ten. Um, they finished at twelve and five, and they're coming in this year with a nine and a half over under. Where did they fall in? Strength is good. Right above the Giants. So they're like right in the middle almost. They've got the, what is it, the 17th hardest schedule in the league. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I talked about Kellen Moore leaving the Cowboys earlier. I think that's going to be bad news bears for their offense, their offensive production overall. I can see Dak leading the league in interceptions again. He set himself up for just all-time memes a couple weeks ago when he said he's not going to throw 10 interceptions this year. He didn't <laughs> specify that he wouldn't throw like 11 to 20 interceptions. He just said not <laughs> right. 10. So I guess he was technically <laughs> telling the truth there. Um, so let's get into part of the reason that Kellen Moore is no longer with the Dallas Cowboys. Head coach Mike McCarthy said, you know, he did a great job, but he was I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he, he was too focused on scoring points and he was Mike McCarthy was worried that the defense wasn't getting enough time to rest because the offense would score points too fast. Yeah. So he really wants to slow the game down, let that defense rest. It's um, awesome. I respect that. Really, honestly. really great stuff from good old Mike McCarthy. Um, but they still do have one of the most talented rosters in the league, both on offense and defense. I, it's really hard for me to predict them winning less than 10 games, even with my uh, vitriol I have for this organization. So unfortunately, I'm just going to go ahead and take the over on the Cowboys as well. Yeah, that's fair. I, you know, it's it's odd to me that they're moving down this over-under because I respect that, you know, Vegas probably feels to some degree like every season there's some sort of Dak storyline that comes across that comes along at some point and uh, suddenly like you know they have an ugly loss to the Broncos and a Dak is injured and like nobody really knows what's happening with the team and we saw that happen last year we saw Cooper Rush get his big moment in the spotlight and even with that happening the Cowboys still cleared their over and finished the season 12 and five with an easier schedule than last year. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, I agree with you. Like it, it, it's this, this line seems very like strangely low to me because it seems like even when things go wrong for this team, like they still managed to find a lot of success. I'm sure uh, the, the loss of Ezekiel Elliott is going to be something that a lot of people are talking about around this team as well. Um, but 
don't really think that he was like producing as much for them in the last like year, like season and a half or so as he had been before that. Um, and you know, if like the time had come for that to for there to, I, I feel like a lot of people had seen that coming for a while now, but uh, I still think that this team has. Like you said, a really solid, really talented offense, a really good receiver room. I noticed earlier today that Brandon Cooks has come over from the uh, Texans. He has mm-hmm, been like mm-hmm. a pretty like solid producing wide receiver in the Texans, and I think he's going to be a great addition to this wide receiver room. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just like he, like we've seen a, a regular season where like everything that can go wrong will for the Cowboys and they still finish like 11 and six, 12 and five. Uh, so I, I think that clearing this nine and a half scoreline is going to be no problem for the, for this team. Yeah. Sad day when we're both going over on, on the Cowboys, but, but here we are um, up next. Before we finish out this illustrious NFC East, let's head back over to the West where <laughs> it's time to ride, baby. <laughs> what music to my ears. Uh, the Denver Broncos <laughs> came in the last year with an over-under of 10 wins. Oof. They uh, How'd they do on that, Jacob? Uh, they get they- there? Did not we did not clear ten wins. We finished with a solid five and twelve record. Um, Ooh, akin to every year before that. Um, interesting. I might even stuff. say worse. The I might um, even say worse. Well, <laughs> some of those seasons were real stinkers, but certainly a regression from the two before. Uh, a, a tough year for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, if, um, if Russell Wilson just had played like Drew Locke, they might have won seven games last year. You know, <laughs> like if he could, if, so if he could just get up to that level this year, be him. I mean, that's all you have I mean, to do is just be him. So yeah, t- uh, did not meet their over under last year. They're coming into this year with uh, a little bit more modest of a win total at eight and a half, which you were bemoaning a little bit before we started recording. So I'll let you uh, get into that on air. Yeah, I honestly, I'm not really sure where I'm leaning on this one. Um, Vegas has once again found a line that I'm quite annoyed with because uh, I, I think if they had set this at nine and a half, which is what I was sort of expecting, like for them to give us like a, a 10 win over under, I was kind of ready to take the under on that. I, I'm still yeah. not exactly sure how confident I am in this team. I, I feel like there's been... A lot of reasons for me to be positive about our season. I painted my nails Broncos colors this morning, which is like the most optimistic I've been about the Broncos <laughs> in, in like three years, I think. Um, when I heard that interview, like, you know, I guess at this point it was about a month ago uh, with Sean Payton, where he was, you know, tearing the old coaching staff a new one and speaking very candidly about the failures of this team last season. And he said he was going to be pissed off if this wasn't a playoff roster. A lot of that was music to my ears. I think that those are the types of things I have been wanting us to get a seasoned head coach to say for a long time now, because uh, it's true. Our team continues. I feel like I'm such a broken record saying this, but we continue to be, such an insane collection of young talent and we just have always been a competent leadership away, like both in the quarterback position and in the like coaching position from doing something with all that talent. Um, and so hearing that from Sean Payton and hearing how much faith he has in Russell Wilson and, you know, still not having completely given up on the prospect of Russell Wilson in general, like, there's a lot of reasons to be excited. Um, yeah. And then also I look at the injury reserve. I see that Javante is basically completely cleared. It seems like Tim Patrick has been getting some good news. I think that uh, uh, he, he was, was but now yeah, he tore his Achilles more. after that. Oh, so. I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. It sucks for, for old Timmy. But it, uh, our wide receiver room outside of old Timmy is basically completely cleared up, uh, which is very exciting. So, you know, um, with us getting Cortland Sutton back on the field, 
with us getting uh, Jerry Judy back on the field, uh, with us getting, um, you know, Javante back on the field, like I said, all sorts of recovery all over the place. I do think that this is going to be, again, that's, that's another thing that gets me feeling very good. On the other side of the coin, this division continues to scare the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Last year has just happened. I, I, I can't help but feel like I've gone through this song and dance a million times. And last year I had all of the same reasons to feel good about this season. And like outside of Tim Patrick, like basically the exact same like denominator in injuries going into last season. So it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to accept the narrative that uh, Hackett like really could not hack it. But nice. Hey, now, thank you. But now we've seen Aaron <laughs> Rodgers come to his defense. And, you know, that dude has been a very successful offensive coordinator before. So I, I you know, I, I have every reason to be excited, but the Broncos have like led me down this road and failed like so many times since we started doing this show. So eight and a half is, is hesitant for me. All right, well, before before you give a final over under, uh, this is our show, so we can take a little extra time on our teams if we want to. Let me take the Odin's off of you. Just give me gut reactions here. I'm gonna run through these their schedule, and we'll see where you come out. So don't think too much. Just gut reaction. Week one right. versus the Raiders. Are you hosting that game? Yes, I'll yeah, say at that. if if it's away. Yep, I'm taking a W there as well. Commanders. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna Two. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say an L for for that game at the Dolphins. That's an L, I think. Yeah, it's an L. I'm going L at the Bears. I'm gonna go W. Yeah, dub. Jets at home. I know that a lot of people are talking about that game already. Yeah, that's gonna, that's be, gonna like be like a, a fun one. Game. I God, I I I would like to hope we're gonna go hard for that one I'm gonna, I, I guess i'm gonna call that a dub i'll give him a w as well i think uh, sean payton is going to want to cover his butt in that one i'm going w at the chiefs l l home against the packers w mm, that one's tougher i'm gonna say l for that home against the chiefs i'm gonna say w actually because they've had some close games against the chiefs this year i think they're gonna take one one or the other with that Packers and Chiefs game. I'm not, I'm just gonna count a win between those two somewhere. Okay. Okay. At the Bills, we'll probably lean the same way on this one. Yeah, I think. I'm not taking no shot, no shot. I think that's a Monday night football game in Buffalo. Um, then home against the Vikings. Yeah, I actually feel good about that one. Is that yeah, a primetime um, game? That is a primetime game. Yeah, I feel um, really good about that one. Oh, yeah, primetime Kirk. Yeah, that's a W for the Broncos for sure. Home against the Browns. Yep. I'm going to say L in that one. I think, you know, I, I love to root for the Browns, of course, um, these past <laughs> two years. So uh, you said W. At the Texans. Um, Dub. Sounds like sure. I'm taking the over. At the yeah, we're up to let's see one two three four five six seven. So not there yet. At the Chargers. No. I'm gonna say L for that one. At the Lions. No. <laughs> I'm saying L for that one as well. Home against the Patriots. Yeah, I take that. Yes, I'm gonna say that's a dub as well. Home against the Chargers. Yeah. I'm giving you a dub for that. At the Raiders. I think we either 2-0 the Raiders or like at least 1-1 the Chargers if we 1-1 with the Raiders. I, I, sus- I suspect we would get... Wait, does that make sense? Like I think we'd win one or the other there. So it's okay. looking like about nine wins is what I'm thinking. So I guess I'm taking the over here. Yeah, so that was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 for you. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 for me. Ugh. Well, I didn't say I had to follow this. I'm going to take the over on the Broncos because, like yeah, because uh, a lot of the things that you said, I think Sean Payton is going to be a huge culture shift for this team. I don't think Russell Wilson is dead. And apparently, you know, somebody said he, an opposing player said he was like a sack of potatoes out there in regards to his fitness last year. Apparently he's worked real hard on that this offseason and has come in in great shape, which is, you know, just off-season fodder of course said about every player right. but if you just like look at the guy he he does look like he's in much better shape i think 
I think the Broncos make a push for a wild card spot. I'm not ready to call them a playoff team, but they're going to be pushing for it, I think. I'd be pissed if they aren't. One of the you longest... You and Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> One of the longest active playoff streaks in the NFL. Second longest playoff streak, uh, playoff drought. Drought, streak. yeah. And... The NFL, and I think the fifth in American sports. So Oof. things are looking real hot. Was the sixth, but the stupid Kings got good. So now we're shout out the Kings. Um, shout out yeah, the I think, Kings. I think the only one in the NFL worse is Jets. Wait, Jets? Yeah, I was gonna say it's been a while since the Lions have been there as well. I think the Lions have made it since we started doing this pod. If I'm not mistaken, but. I can't remember, to be honest, but... Lions last playoffs. Yes. Oh. Let's take a look-see. 2016. You know what? That was the year after we won. So they made it to the playoffs the year after we won this. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so you guys are just barely edging out the in that race. <laughs> Congratulations. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the last team. The defending Super Bowl losers, the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, came into last season with an over-under of nine and a half, which I smashed at um, metaphorically. I didn't actually bet on that. I should have, but I'm too impatient to bet on season-long props. Anyway, they... Um, they won 14 games last year. They did have a very easy schedule, as everyone loved to point out every single week that they won a game. Uh, but there is no denying that Jalen Hurts was a much improved quarterback over the year before, that the addition of A.J. Brown really unlocked this passing game, took it to another level, that Devontae Smith took a huge step forward, and even as a wide receiver, too, is better than a lot of other teams' uh, first options at wide receiver. And, man... It's hard for me to not just be super excited about this team again. If they don't hit this season's over, which is 11 and a half, I will be pretty disappointed, honestly. Um, so I'm taking the over here. I think 12 or 13 is a good spot for them. I don't think they're going to... They're going to be in some tougher games this year for sure. So there's going to be a lot less of you know coasting in the second half, which they did in 2022. But... Um, I'm excited to see what they're going to be able to accomplish. They've, like I said, they've got some tough games. They've got to play both the Chiefs and the Bills from the AFC, I'm pretty sure. Of course, they've got the two games against the Cowboys in division. They've got to play the Niners, um, Viking. I think the whole um, NFC North, and then, I mean, the Bucks. Ugh, who cares about that? But I think, I think they're going to hit the over. What say you? Yeah. Um, I, I'm feeling pretty good about the Eagles. They had a pretty uh, exciting QB signing this offseason. Of course, I'm talking about the Marcus Mario. Oh, yeah. That they were able to make happen. No, but Absolutely. I do think, um, you know, it's. I wish I could, on your behalf, go back in time and tell every Philly sports fan on Twitter who was doubting Jalen Hurts' ability to be a franchise quarterback <sighs> about this five-year deal Man. and how, how exciting it is for your team's future because um, Jalen Hurts is obviously a very fruitful future for this team. I think the first time, even though the Eagles have been a mighty successful franchise in most of our lifetime, I mean, obviously I'm a little bit of Carson Wentz hater, so I'm comfortable saying like they've never really been a blow-me-away noteworthy quarterback team, honestly. Like, you know, they gave their, uh, <laughs> their Super Bowl – MVP to Nick, so he, things aren't incredible over there sometimes in the quarterback room, but I think that uh, the future is extremely bright right now with Jalen Hurts at, at the reins. And, um, Man, I couldn't agree more. Just every highlight I see from last season, every time I see him give a quote, I'm like, I can't believe this guy is the quarterback of my favorite team. I feel very... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't blame you. It's very exciting. Uh, he's uh, a great guy. He's a hard worker. I think he's a super cool dude, too. Like, some of his... Some of the news I've read about, like, his outreach is really neat and strikes me as, like, more personal than a lot of the stuff that I see, like, from yeah. those types of news stories. Like, I feel like he really appreciates those um, who he, like gets to be successful because of, which is really cool. Um, yeah, this team was incredibly talented last year outside of that. Obviously, uh, the A.J. Brown signing, like, paid off in 
huge, huge dividends. Uh, he was an amazing player all season long. Um, and uh, DeAndre Swift was an amazing running back for the team. They also picked up Rashad Penny this offseason as another running back. So I just think that this is going to be continue to be a team running up and down the field on offense. We saw it multiple games in the last couple of years. The Eagles have just been like – this was how they beat my Broncos when we went to see a game. They just like choke you out on time in the field. It's, a, it's insane how much time these Eagles can spend – out there on the field holding the ball and um, we've seen them, you know, shoot it out with the best of them. I think a lot of people are going to point towards that chiefs game as being like, Oh, these guys can't hang with the big guys in the league, but they had absolutely no trouble at all in the NFC. So I do think that like those two know where the AFC matchups that you mentioned are um, certainly going to be like ones to take a look at, but even if they lost both of them, like I still, very easily see them going, you know, 12 and three for the remainder of the season. So yeah, I am definitely smashing that over button on the Philly Eagles. It wouldn't be an NFL is over under if we didn't both take the over on both of our teams. Of course. I mean, not that there's ever any bias for those teams, but you know, um, I think that, what did that leave me with? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I think I only picked eleven unders, so that's not really how this year. I was trying works. to pick sixteen. <laughs> I yeah, I was pick- tr- trying to keep it even, and then the NFC East really screwed me today. I Thanks a lot, I fellas. Um, Can you count mine real quick? Yeah, let's see. You have one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nineteen, twelve. <laughs> so, yeah, both of us very optimistic about every team. Every episode, I felt. <laughs> I had for sure taken four and four. I'm kind of surprised that that happened, honestly. Um, yeah, so well. I, th- I I looked into how how they did last year, and I think there was like 17 overs, maybe. Hmm. So a couple more, yeah. <laughs> but not certainly 20. not the yeah yeah for sure. This is the year. Twenty <laughs> overs. <laughs> all we need, all the teams who get who hit their under just need to go like, Oh, and 17. And then we can have 20 under overs probably. Oh, facts. So facts. easy. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure to tune in as we, uh, you know, guide you through the NFL season where <laughs> 12 teams go. Oh, and 17 be here for that. It's going to be high. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Um, Drew, we've gone through every team before we send it away. Who, Will our Super Bowl matchup be this um, season? Let's, this season, Super Bowl 58. Super we Bowl are going 50. 58. We are going to see the... Ready for this? Los Angeles Chargers take on the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do... Just wait. Just wait. Hey, you ready for this? Yeah, I calling for this is this is a, a more of an NBA storyline, but I'm calling for a Philly revenge game. I'd love that as well. I could take that. I'm not going to be. Call, I'm calling for a Philly revenge game in the Super Bowl this year. Kelsey Bowl two. I like it. Kelsey Bowl two. And if that doesn't happen, it's because the Bills made it, baby. Let's get yep, it. This is the year. <laughs> this is the year. <laughs> Even though neither of us just picked them. <laughs> Have you seen this new Josh Allen commercial? The one of him in the bushes with yeah. the Cardinals fan? That's pretty good, yeah. I swear to God, you release a commercial with a quarterback I'm feeling high about like three weeks before the season, that's stupid. Like, they're doomed. It happens every year, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, yeah, I just hope this isn't a, a Baker pizza, progressive pizza. situation. Or, pizza, yeah, pizza. oh my gosh. <laughs> Forgot about those last year. Yeah, man. dude, I'm telling you, don't make commercials about oh. my quarterbacks. We're doomed. Yeah, let's. Can we get like a, a Deshaun Watson commercial <laughs> before the season starts? He's, now that he's back in the league, I think it's time for another AWS. Boom! Baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boom! You thought Boom. a little toe tickle was gonna stop me? <laughs> <laughs> that is all the time we have, folks. Make sure to follow us on X.com. The domain has changed. It's hype. We're. Yeah, this is the world's form, form, 
forum for <laughs> forum. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, make sure to uh, get a blue check mark so that you can uh, boost your messages about how much you enjoy NFL is and get paid. Get to paid. talk about NFL is. How do you yeah. want to get paid? To <laughs> this platform rocks, dude. Make sure to tell um, everyone in your life about NFL is. Tell the Team Rocket leader in your chapter. Tell uh, your uh, dentists, proctologists. Tell the guy you buy <laughs> Halloween candy from. Tell the guy the, you the Walmart cashier. <laughs> the black market yeah you buy the the black market halloween candy from <laughs> one that we give kids with all the drugs in it that yeah the, it already has the drugs in there you don't have to do it yourself <laughs> the pre-wrapped drug candy that you spend <laughs> all your hard-earned money on just to not even see those kids get high just tell that guy uh to check out fellas <laughs> And rate and review us on Spotify and Crapple Podcasts and Google Pray and um, what other sick burns? Pray that they fix this UI and uh, <laughs> nice Crapbox. Uh, that's the one I use. It's Castbox. And um, you know, have a good day. You know, just have a good day. Is there one called Slacker? I feel yeah, like there that is just, Slacker. That that one just writes itself. Slacker. <laughs> Come on, what are you doing listening to podcasts on Slacker? (laughs) There's also Stitcher. Oh my, I mean, I have CastBox, so I guess I need to look in the mirror myself, but like, what are you doing with like a podcast app like that? I don't understand. My my friend Courtney uses I Love Podcasts. Like, do you? I mean, I do. (laughs) This is a stupid name for an app. Anyway, everyone, my name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade. See you guys for the start of the season real soon. Oh my gosh, Becky, look at that start of the season. Look at that. <laughs>